uh, subject title, uh, Standing on the Bedrock of Christ. And uh, so Daddy had mentioned something this morning uh, and kind of left a little string out, and I started tugging on a string to see if I could <laughs> come up with something. So I prayed and studied, and uh, I, come up with, I come up with this, uh, Standing on the Bedrock of Christ. And uh, I'm not talking about the Flintstones town of Bedrock either. So I'm not going in that direction. It's not the uh, town of Bedrock here. <laughs> uh, standing on the Bedrock of Christ and um, uh, Scripture text I'm going to start reading from is uh, Matthew uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 24 through 27. And it begins reading like this. Uh, Matthew 7 and 24. Therefore, who, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the, the, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And from there, I just want to read um, uh, Luke chapter 6, 47 through 49. Luke 6, Luke six forty-seven through 49. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the, that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin that house was, and the ruin of that house was great. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this day of fellowship that we had in your house again, Lord. And right now as we... Uh, Try to uh, speak a word tonight, Lord. We ask that you just uh, be uh, be the wisdom for me, Lord. Have me uh, say say the correct things and and be a, a witness to uh, for your light, Lord. That I may uh, speak truth tonight, Lord. In your name, I give you praise and glory for who you are. In Jesus' name, we pray. And let the church say, Amen. "Amen." All right, you may be seated. Uh, so. Uh, does anyone have like a, a favorite TV show or anything that you like watching regularly all the time? Just a show that you can't miss that you like uh, like a lot. Uh, Michelle's got uh, probably a couple, but I know one is Andy Griffith. Uh, she loves to watch that and have a bunch of them recorded. So usually Andy Griffith's on if you come by the house. You know, any given time you're gonna be seeing Andy Griffith. But uh, one show that I like a lot is a show called uh, Gold Rush. Anybody ever heard or watched the show Gold Rush? All right, well, uh, Gold Rush uh, <laughs> Gold Rush is a, uh, a show where they kind of follow the story of uh, 
two or three uh, different uh, groups of men uh, that uh, try and dig for gold. They got to dig down sometimes over 100 feet deep, uh, pushing uh, overburden, as they call it, out of the way, trees and brush and dirt and muck and just a bunch of stuff that stands in the way of getting them that precious metal of gold that they want. And it has to be moved. And it doesn't come cheap, and it doesn't come easy. It's hard work. It's hard labor. It's a sacrifice. And there's no guarantee that they're going to find that gold. Uh, I get a kick out of watching the show because uh, one of the men on there, his name's Todd Hoffman's, and uh, there's a zeal about the man that he strives for that gold. I mean, that's his focus and that he strives for it. He's willing to take any risk possible to get that going, and it tickles me sometimes because some of those decisions that he makes, I laugh at. I'm thinking, really, dude? <laughs> Are you going you're going to do that and risk that? But it's the zeal that he has in his heart for what he's looking for that he strives and goes for. So uh, uh, going with the standing on the bedrock of Christ, uh, the uh, the one example that I have this evening to uh, uh, to speak on and talk to you about uh, comes from the book of Job. And I'm going to read uh, Job and chapter 1, starting at verse 13, and uh, read through the 22nd verse. And it reads like this, says, Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their, in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided them and took them away. Now, these Sabians um, is a, uh, a tribe of, uh, that was in the desert there at this time. Uh, indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants. And consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans, another tribe that was there, formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are all dead and i alone have escaped to tell you then job arose tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshiped and he said naked i came from my mother's womb and naked i shall return there the lord gave and the lord has taken away Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Ain't it amazing how Job was beat down, not once, not twice, but four times, just back to back to back. It wasn't something that took place one day and he recovered from it and then something else happened. It was back to back to back and it just hit him continually four times that this happened to him, but he did not sin nor charge God in any, with any wrongdoing. He just blessed God 
for it all because he knew that God had given all of that to him to begin with. And so in that, Job was standing on the bedrock of Christ because he knew where it had all come from. All right. Bless the name of the Lord. And so uh, in uh, the, the second uh, chapter of Job, I'm going to read verse 7 through 10. Uh, now, in between this time, now we know that uh, Satan had come uh, to Christ, to, to God, and said, uh, you know, that Job would surely curse him and uh, give it up and not worship him anymore uh, if he was allowed to take that protection uh, away from him. And he tried it the first time. It did not work. So, so Satan goes back again and wants to, once again, he, he, get, get Job. You know, like, that's just like the devil. He's out there trying to get you day in and day out. He, he, will, he, will, he will go as far as what he's allowed to go. You know, he will go as far. And, that, and so he thought surely this time that, uh, that we're going to read on that he would be able to get him again. And it reads like this, starting in uh, verse 7. It says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a postured, which is a, like a broken piece of... Um, uh, pottery of some sort uh, that he that he had to which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes then his wife said to him do you still hold fast to your integrity curse God and die but he said to her you speak as one of the foolish women speaks foolish woman speaks shall we indeed accept good from God and and shall we not accept adversity and all this Job did not sin with his lips. All right, so, so Job still, even he lost all his possessions, lost family, lost livestock, lost his means of wealth and everything, didn't give up on God, praise God still. Second go-around comes, he gets these boils, this, sick, this sickness on his body tormenting him. He still holds fast to God. And Job knew where his possessions come from. He knew uh, he was grateful. Uh, although he was devastated by the, his material loss, he reacted in a manner that enabled him to rebuild uh, from his loss. He didn't blame God. He praised God, even when his uh, wife told him to just curse God and die. He still did not do that. And see, that's just, uh, as Job's wife said, won't you just curse God and die? See, that, that makes you think, you know, see, that's how people are. They want you to, to turn from your faithfulness and uh, maybe to make them feel better about themselves or to prove it. Like, see, they don't really have nothing to stand on because they turned when adversity hit them. They turned when, when they lost their wealth or when they sickness. They turned. They didn't, they didn't hold fast. You know, and so the devil's always out there trying to get us. He's always out there trying to turn you, somebody, to turn you around and to get you to just lose grip on that firm foundation of bedrock that you have in the belief of christ and that that is truly the way the way that it is but god wants to bring the best out in you he, he wants to bring the best out in you through these situations so that you can be that light to someone so that you can show uh christ through 
uh, you know, the events that may transpire in life through a sickness or through loss, showing that you are believing in Christ and say, you know, well, the Lord gave it to me. He can take it away. He can give it right back. You know, shown, being that light, that's how God wants to use you, to be that light uh, to, to everyone, to, to, uh, for the non-believers, that because truly people are watching and looking at you and how you live your life and how that you do things to see whether or not they're looking. Just like I mentioned that uh, Daddy had laid a thread out that I kind of tugged on to try to uh, come up with something to speak on tonight. People are looking for something to say, I bet, I bet there's some way I can get them. I bet there's some way that I can, that I can say, see, there's, there's nothing no different than in them. There's nothing no different. But standing on the bedrock of Christ, you can prove that there's a difference. You can, you can prove it. And, and sometimes we have to move the overburden in our lives that's preventing us from standing on that firm bedrock. You know, sometimes we get... Uh, a lot of things blocking our path or that will cause us to trip up or you know, a lot of uh, weeds and de- uh, just debris and brush or trees or something or uh, just things that we allow to build, to build up on top of our bedrock of Christ that prevents us from being that light. And we have to move that stuff out. We have, to, we have to get all of that out of our way, move all that overburden, move it completely out of our way so we can stand on that firm bedrock of Christ and uh, be the light that he wants us to be and be that, be that, uh, that good, good, per- good Christian person that people are uh, looking for to, uh, to be a witness for Christ. And uh, uh, just the exact opposite is, is the truth. For the devil, just as we read for Job, uh, uh, that can that can be a different way of handling it. Uh, one w- the the one way will surely cause uh, you to live for Christ. The other way could assuredly bring you down and cause your destruction, and possibly cause you to miss heaven. If you if you react in the wrong way, when you have uh, if you come down with uh, a disease or some kind of sickness or something, or you lose everything. If you just totally turn your back away from God and you react uh, in, a, in a bad manner, you're not letting that, that light shine, you could potentially be uh, sowing the wrong seeds of your life to where you may miss heaven if you don't, if you don't handle it correctly. And uh, God, uh, God, the, the pre- God will... Uh, The other way will bring you through it, and you give God the praise and always keep your spirit high, as tough as it may sometimes be, the reward for standing on the bedrock of Christ is eternal life. That, that is our reward for standing on that firm bedrock. Uh, so that, that is the message that I have for you tonight, church, is let's, let's keep that overburden out of, out of our way, not get... Not, Get so much of it built up that we start to sink in it, and we can't we can't move. We can't get a, we we can't see the light through all all the mess and muck of our lives. Let's keep that overburden out of our way and stay firm on on the bedrock of Christ that we can uh, uh, strive to to have that reward of eternal life and also be that light to the world that we need to be to to show people how uh how to how to be a good christian and live um there's um at, at my job you know the the coworkers that i have um 
there's there's always um, uh, you know your character your character that you put out there. Uh, people pick up on it. They they know they can they can tell you you can judge people's character. You kind of know how they react in certain situations. And one of the one of the guys that I work with, he. Uh, He's maybe not one of the ones that's liked a whole lot by some of the guys because of some of his actions that he does, because of um, the seniority, uh, the seniority service rank that we have. Uh, you know, your job a lot of times is based on that. In my work, it's based on that. So you uh, used to be, it's changed now, but used to be they had a first in, first out policy. So the drivers, as they come into uh, terminals, if the first driver into the terminal, like say I go to Salem, if I'm the first one in there, I leave first, second in, second out, so on. You you see the picture. So this particular driver uh, used that to his advantage sometimes, and he would beat in drivers that had let, that had more service rank than him, and uh, and so he didn't he didn't get um, a lot of respect from the from the guys because of doing that. So, uh, and a lot of them wouldn't talk to him. They stayed away from him. They wouldn't tell him about things that happened on the road. You know, you could come up on an, uh, an accident or find out about an accident, and nobody wants to sit in it. You want to, you want to, uh, you want to get around it if you can. And so, uh, what I have his phone number, and I, I remember one particular time I called him up, and uh, and I told him about, I told him about the wreck, and so he could go around. So then one of the other guys that I talked to uh, uh, that went going up there, I told him, and they, they asked if I had told uh, this other driver, and I said, yeah, I told him to get her. He said, oh, you're consorting with the enemy, are you? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I you know, I know he's got his ways and he does things. I said, but you know what? There could come a time where I'm going to need some info from him, and I'm going to want to get it. So I'm not going to burn a bridge just because he does some things the way he does. I'm not going to look at it differently. I'm going to help him out too, you know. So hopefully that was a way to for him to, to see, you know, to see that. And I think it did work because he told me one other time, uh, I forget what the, what it was, but it was uh, but it was something that uh, they were said or done, and, and he come to me, told me he said that didn't really happen, did it, uh, Ronnie? And I I told him no. And but what stuck in my mind was he said, well, I didn't think so. He said because knowing your character, and I thought, huh, do what? And knowing my character, and then he, you don't think about it sometimes. But it dawned on me. I said, well, maybe sometimes I must be showing some sort of a character. It may be good. I don't I don't know because I I have had other guys come tell me that uh, they remember me uh, fussing at some management before too. So. You never, you never know. You got to watch what you're putting out there. I've had, so I've had to uh, make some apologies. To <laughs> but, um, but that, but that is what it is. The devil's always trying to trip you up. He's trying to come after you again and again and again, trying to make it so easy for you to just say, you know what, I give up, I quit. You know, God, I don't know why you're doing this to me, but I've had enough. I'm not dealing with it no more. But that's 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 not the way to be. That's not the way to react. And don't put. Don't put your eternity in jeopardy for things like that on this earth. Always, always keep in mind to put Jesus first place and thank him for what you get and thank him also as tough as it is for what, he, what gets taken away. So praise the name of the Lord tonight.